the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Dr. Joseph Wu is foreign minister of Taiwan, the country that has done the best job with coronavirus, as far as I can tell. Minister Wu, welcome to the Hugh Hewitt Show. Well, thank you very much for inviting me, Hugh. I'm very glad to be able to to be on the show. Well, I'm very happy to have you because you are a Buckeye. You're an Ohio State University Ph.D. Urban Meyer listens to the program. So go Bucks and go Taiwan. Uh, Minister, Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> Minister Wu, how come Taiwan has done so much better than any other country? 50 cases, I think one confirmed death as of Friday. What did you do that the rest of the world needs to copy vis-a-vis the virus? Uh, even though we are quite successful, successful so far, uh, but our doctors, our experts, our CDC officials are still very cautious at this moment. Uh, we are receiving more export or import cases uh, these couple of days. Uh, as we see it, we survived the first wave, uh, the wave of uh, you know, origin uh, from China, and then later uh, by Korea, which is you know Asian countries. Uh, now we are facing the second wave, uh, which is the wave coming from uh, Europe. Uh, even though we are doing very well, but uh, there's still uh, cases coming in, and we know that there will be more. Uh, coming over to this part of the world, which might be the United States, uh, we will characterize it as a third wave. And we have to be very careful every minute in order to stay successful. And you ask about why uh, or how we do uh, better than other countries. Uh, I can tell you that uh, we learned it from our experience. Uh, Taiwan was hit very hard by SARS back in 2002 and 2003. And we learned the lesson. And therefore, we try to structure the government to deal with an epidemic uh, like this. So when we heard that uh, there was some uh, suspicious cases in the Wuhan, China, uh, we jumped up ahead of uh, what may happen to us. Uh, we started our uh, command center. We started our task force in dealing with the situation. And when the situation is getting worse in China, we mobilized the whole government to deal with the situation. We try to control the uh, border. Uh, we try to set up quarantine mechanism, and we try to set up tracing mechanism to deal with those cases, uh, including the contact. And the government is also issuing public messaging uh, policies. And we also set up ration mechanism for materials for us to face the situation. So this is what we do uh, all together. And so far, it's been uh, successful. Now, do you believe that the best practices that Taiwan has adopted are applicable and indeed possible to replicate in the United States? Uh, Of course. Uh, If you look at the uh, CDC officials in Taiwan, uh, actually they are being trained by the U.S. CDC officials. 
So what we have been doing are actually uh, told by the U.S. Uh, CDC officials. So if uh, the United States started early, uh, I'm sure the United States will be able to deal with the situation like the way Taiwan is dealing with it. Uh, but I think if you look at the U.S. situation right now, uh, it might be a little too late. As we see that New York, Washington State, and also California, uh, they already have a widespread community spread. And uh, the situation uh, can only be contained uh, if we try to eliminate uh, the community spread uh, rather than do it the way uh, Taiwan is doing. You know, we do it from zero, but the United States has to face the situation from uh, a situation that there's already community spread. But, of course, we need to work together with the United States at this moment or in the future. Uh, if uh, we are going to fight the epidemic, I think there has to be a global effort, and Taiwan is ready to work with the United States. Uh, Minister Wu, they had community spread on the mainland, and drastic yes. measures were adopted. Do you think those measures are what every country, whether it's Italy, Germany, the United States, or countries which will eventually be hit, should adopt the same sort of draconian measures that were adopted on the mainland? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, China is an authoritarian country, and uh, it's adopting those measures in a violation, in gross violation of human rights, and that is not the way to do it. I think there can be a more humane way of dealing with the situation uh, as uh, fellow democracies uh, facing the same situation. I think we can find better ways in dealing with this rather than uh, the way China is dealing with it. Uh, I'd like to ask you about the PRC, if I can, Minister Wu. There is an effort by some in the PRC to imply that the U.S. military created the virus. There is an attempt by some to suggest it was not um, first found in Wuhan. What do you make of those claims? Why are they making those claims? Well, you know, uh, when the coronavirus started in Wuhan, uh, we send our CDC officials and experts to uh, that area to make uh, investigation. And we knew that there was something wrong in that place. Uh, but the Chinese government officials were rather quiet about the real situation. Uh, and I think right now the world already knows where that is started. And that is the term uh, that we use to describe these kinds of uh, coronavirus. We call it Wuhan uh, pneumonia. Uh, coronavirus. And I think that's the way the U.S. is calling it right now. Uh, but the Chinese understand that uh, its national reputation suffered tremendously uh, in the last few months because of the coronavirus. And what it's trying to do is trying to overturn that kind of situation. Other than blaming the United States or blaming American soldiers of carrying the virus into Wuhan area, I think the Chinese are also coming out in a very strong way through its propaganda that it is the savior of the world right now. It can provide relief material. It can provide protection to the countries that are affected by the coronavirus. So this is the situation like trying to turn black into white. And that is something that I'm sure the United States would find unacceptable. And that is something that we try to ignore. Uh, whatever comes out of China, we in Taiwan need to focus on our fight against coronavirus.
I want to come back to Taiwan's fight in just a moment, but let me stay on General Secretary Xi for a moment. He's been on a losing streak. He's mishandled relations with Taiwan, with Hong Kong. He lost a round in the trade war to Donald Trump. He's managing an economy that is genuinely in collapse right now. Is he in trouble? Uh, that is something that we are watching very carefully. Uh, you know, the United States is uh, half a globe away from China. And the United States has been watching China already. And we are only like 60 uh, miles away from China. And China is being threatened in Taiwan. So we have been watching very carefully on what's happening in China. And uh, I agree with you that the Chinese economy has already been slowing down uh, even before the coronavirus hit. And there are discontent inside China uh, when we see uh, more and more people are out of jobs. Uh, and uh, the, the anger, the public anger, Nagir at uh, uh, President Xi Jinping, who is the top leader, who is the top decision maker, and if something is going wrong in China, he is to blame. Uh, but we have been very careful in monitoring the situation without trying to provoke China. And as you know, and uh, our audience may uh, know also, that the traditional wisdom on authoritarianism is that if they have something uh, wrong domestically, uh, the easiest way for them to find a scapegoat is to launch a war or create crisis uh, with countries outside its border. And Taiwan can be a very convenient scapegoat. So we are staying watchful, and we have been trying to be very careful in dealing with China. Two months ago, Minister Wu, I would never have asked this question because General Secretary Xi was considered to be one of the most powerful and in control leaders in the world. But so was Nikita Khrushchev when he woke up one day and his Politburo removed him. Is there that possibility among your your mainland experts of which you are one that the Politburo there, the party, simply dismisses the General Secretary? Uh, of course, that is uh, one of the possibilities uh, when China goes down the road. Uh, but I always say that uh, I made a terrible mistake in 1989 when I wrote my PhD dissertation. I thought that the Soviet Union at the time was a concrete block. Nothing is going to change. But uh, it took only a few months to prove myself wrong. So it's going to be very hard to uh, see what China is going to evolve like. Uh, but I do see uh, public discontent. Uh, toward the government. Uh, nevertheless, uh, the government is still in the very good control of the society in general at this moment. Uh, but if the uh, economy goes down further uh, because of the uh, coronavirus or other issues, I'm sure the Chinese government is going to face very serious challenges domestically. Now, Mr. Wu, in Taiwan, let's turn back to the economy. The focus this week in the United States will be on fiscal and monetary stimulus. Our Federal Reserve has cut interest rates to zero. They're doing purchase programs. There will be a fiscal stimulus out of Congress. I hope it's devoted to defense spending primarily as well as relief to the businesses affected. What has Taiwan done to keep its economy going forward at full speed? Uh, In the last few years, Uh, We did a structural reform. Uh, In the previous years, uh, Taiwan's economy depends on, uh, you know, reliance on China uh, or domestic manufacturing. Uh, We know that is not enough. So in the last few years, we turned toward innovation. 
uh, either in high technology or in uh, green power uh, or in the, uh, biomedical uh, technology or even in the defense technology. And we've been quite successful in the last few years. And other than that, uh, the government is also providing uh, infrastructure, a large batch of uh, infrastructure uh, construction uh, projects uh, in order to stimulate the economy further. Uh, and I think in the last few years, we see that Taiwan's economy has been growing uh, steadily, and we were doing fine. But uh, with this coronavirus hitting Taiwan uh, and hitting the rest of the world very hard, uh, I think Taiwan's economy may be affected because of uh, you know the overall economic slowdown of the rest of the world. Last question, Minister Wu, and I appreciate your time, and I hope you will come back. I'm counting on American science, Israeli science, and I think Taiwan science to produce both interventions that are efficacious and eventually a vaccine that will end this problem. How is Taiwan's medical research industry? Uh, Taiwan's uh, medical research you know, capability is, is rather good. Uh, we are trying to develop the best test uh, kits. You know, we might be able to uh, test uh, when someone might be uh, infected uh, within 15 minutes. And uh, we are also uh, doing research together with the United States on vaccines. Uh, we are also developing uh, medicines to uh, treat the infected uh, patients. And uh, this is the joint uh, research with the United States. And just these few days, we are discussing further with the United States to see if there can be more collaboration uh, in between the two countries. Uh, in fact, we are calling for a global collaboration in fighting against the coronavirus, uh, not only the vaccines or medicine. Uh, we are also uh, calling for the international community, especially the United States at this moment, uh, to see how we can trace the infected cases and to trace uh, those people who might have come uh, in contact with the uh, infected cases. And I think these are going to be very effective mechanisms in dealing with the situation. We look forward to that cooperation. I look forward to having you back, Minister Wu. And I'm, I'm very, very happy that the foreign minister of Taiwan is a Buckeye. That is very good news. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Owen Strand for townhall.com. The coronavirus pandemic has fundamentally altered American and global life. Right now, we don't know if this season of distancing will last for weeks or months. Here's something we do know. For families, this can be a time of quietness and togetherness. We're used to a superheated, super busy lifestyle. Many families barely see each other and rarely share a meal together during a normal week. We dash from activity to activity, missing many opportunities for closeness, love, and training. No one wants a global pandemic. We're working and praying for its end. But fathers and mothers should not miss the real chance we have here. Amidst many difficulties, we can prioritize the family. We can plug back in with our children, read good books, play board games, laugh and pray together, hope together. This is a tough season, but if we seize the moment, we can redeem the time. I'm Owen Strand. Alliance Defending Freedom, Protecting Religious Liberty. Click on the banner at townhallreview.com.